Have you ever opened your closet only to have like a, a movie style comedic shower of shoe boxes or purses rain down or shuffle through your desk looking for a particular very important paper or raided the pantry looking for a last minute meal only to realize that your stock is full of expired tuna cans and condiments you bought randomly from TJ Maxx but never really found a use for? I mean, some of these are a little bit specific and maybe they're, they're my problem. <laughs> oh no, oh no, everybody's done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think we've all been there before. I mean, personally, my desk, bedside table and dresser are landmines. They just kind of become catch-all piles that build and build until they overwhelm me. And I just just eventually just sweep everything off of them and, and have to kind of start from a, a fresh, a fresh slate. Um, well, today we have a very special guest to teach us how to kind of get some of that under control. But first, here's a little word from our sponsor, Higher Echelon. So if your organization uses Salesforce, if you use Salesforce, you have probably realized how awesome it is but it can be complicated to figure out how to use and how to unlock all its incredible functionality. And there's a good chance you just don't have time to become a Salesforce expert yourself. So what most organizations do is they rely on a Salesforce implementation consulting partner like Higher Echelon to help them get the very most out of their Salesforce investment. Higher Echelon is an award-winning Salesforce consultation partner who can come in, get your organization all set up in Salesforce, help you get the absolute most out of the platform. And clients are really amazed at the time and money and headaches, especially in human resources that are saved once the power of this software is fully unlocked. If you are using any Salesforce service, you are likely only getting a fraction of the benefits if you aren't consulting with a Salesforce partner. Don't miss out. Go to higherechelon.com or get in touch with me, Rachel Breyers. Higher Echelon is the premier choice for Salesforce implementations and consulting. Before we introduce our guest today, our next Bell Curve Book Club episode is coming up in early June. We'll be doing Wonder Girl, The Magnificent Sporting Life of Babe Didrikson Zaharias. She is a girl from Texas who had never tried a sport too tough and had never met a hurdle too high. There were a lot of attempts to keep women from competing, but she achieved All-American status in basketball and won gold medals in track and field at the 1932 Olympics. She attempted to conquer golf, became one of the founders of the LGPA, and won more consecutive tournaments than any golfer in history. She was eventually diagnosed with cancer at the height of her fame and then became then uh, took her a most daring step of all, going public about her illness to try to again win the hope of inspiring the world. And this was in a time when people didn't talk about cancer. So so this is Mary Scott's choice and I'm excited to dig into it. What date are we going to be reading that? It's our together? first, it's our first um, episode in June and it's, it's one of my favorite books of all time. And you know, this, you may be kind of listening to this book and thinking, ah, I won't enjoy that. I promise it is a great summer read and you will be just a little bit better for knowing the story of Babe Didrikson Saharius. So today I'm very excited to talk to Katie Wadsworth. She is a professional organizer and the owner of Custom Organization LLC. She started Custom Organization LLC because she has a real passion for organizing and felt that it was her calling to help others organize their lives. She can help you organize everything from your cluttered closet to your gross garage. And while her degree is in business, she's been running Custom Organization LLC since 2012 and is now a Golden Circle member of the National Association of Productivity and organizing professionals. 
Though she lives here in our backyard in Alabama, she's from up the road from us in Florence, we found Katie via an article in AAA Magazine, which is kind of fun. Mary Scott was reading her AAA Magazine and was like, hey. I'm like, she would be a great guest for Velker. So you can follow Katie on Facebook and Instagram at Custom Organization. Welcome, Katie. We can't wait to learn from you. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. So let's start at the beginning. What got you into the organizing business? Well, um, so I've been organizing and decluttering uh, since before I even knew what organizing and decluttering was. Um, As a little girl, I was always purging through my toys and organizing my Barbies and, and organizing friends' rooms at sleepovers. And then, you know, all through school and college, I did it for friends and family. And um, people would always tell me, you should do that as a business. You're so good at it. And I thought, well, no, that's not a real thing. There's no, you know, people don't do that. Um, The only professional organizer I'd ever heard of was uh, Peter Walsh from the TV show, A Clean Sweep that was on TLC. I don't know if y'all remember that. Oh, that's a throwback. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved that show and it was only on for a little bit, but that was the only professional organizer I'd ever heard of. And so I thought, you know, that's not a realistic goal to have. Um, but then one day, you know, after working in, you know, I got my degree in business and working in the administration field for all through college, I was ready to take that jump. And so I started researching professional organizing and I found NAPA, which you mentioned the national association of productivity and organizing professionals. And, um, when I clicked on that website, it was just like, an aha moment. And I thought, this is it. It's real. I can really do this. And I signed up for all of the um, courses that they had available and um, started my business that day, picked a name, put it out on Facebook. And then the rest is history. It's just been going and and growing ever ever since then. So Katie, this quote from the AAA article just really jumped out to me. Uh, it, it, <laughs> the quote is, do-it-yourselfers often mistake products for solutions when really it's a system they need. All right, talk to us about that quote. I, I want to know about examples of quote-unquote solutions, you know, that really don't work. You know, what are some of those products? I just, that jumped out at me because I think we've all been there where we're like, okay, I got to get organized. And we run out to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or you know, and we buy a bunch of bins or we buy a bunch of I don't know, things to try to help us organize. And, and, and we're really no more organized than we were before we did all that and spent $100. So talk to me about that quote, because I've been there. Yes. So that's I mean, the so it's a, that's a huge problem that I get when clients call me is that um, they've tried to do it themselves. They've hit a wall. They're buying up bunch of pretty bins and containers, and it's still not working. And so the main things that um, if you want to do it yourself, you need to focus on is uh, taking inventory of what you're going to be storing, taking measurements of where you're going to be storing those things. And first and foremost, you want to declutter and purge before you even go to the store and shop for organizing products. So you want to get rid of anything that doesn't serve you in in the life that you're living today. So we have clothes that we've had for 10, 20 years and decor that we've collected over the years. And you want to weed out the things that you don't love anymore, that aren't of interest to you anymore, that maybe don't fit anymore. And then what you're left with are the things that you really love and care about. And then you can go out and buy the pretty bins and baskets to fit those things 
Um, you always want to take measurements of your space. For example, if you are organizing drawers in your kitchen, you want to measure those drawers. You want to get the length and the width, and then you want to take those measurements and your tape measure and play Tetris, go to Bed Bath & Beyond or Target or wherever, and literally play Tetris. Tetris on the was floor. Tetris with your the, favorite with the game when you were a kid? I did. I love Tetris. I really <laughs> did. <laughs> making it fit and making it level to where nothing's poking out on any any of the edges was great. I loved it. But you, it's the same concept with uh, like drawer organizers. They they come in all shapes and sizes, and so you want to lay them out and make them fit to where you're going to use um, that drawer space the best that you can. You don't want any dead space because then that creates an area where um, I don't know, let's throw this in there. There's space there, let's throw it in there. And then it doesn't really make sense. So um, always measure your space, always take inventory of what you're storing. So if you're gonna decant things into the pretty containers, you wanna make sure that if you're used to buying a five pound black, uh, bag of flour, you need to get a container that fits a five pound bag of flour. So there's not any extra you know, overflow. Um, so. Those things that 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 will help the DIYer that um, is buying all the all this stuff, but it's still not they're still not getting organized. So that's the system, really. Is you, you yes you have to think beyond the pretty container. The oh, this is a pretty basket. You have to really think. Okay, does this container fit the size of the flower, the mm -hmm. bag of flour that I buy, or that I, right? Okay, I got it. Because mm -hmm. uh, that that struck me a little. That really struck me because I, I think we've all been there where we, we get out, we get flustered, we get outdone with our space and, you know, our solution is to go out and buy some stuff and mm -hmm. really you have to map it out. You have to, what you're saying is you have to create a system, yes. not, not just a, not just buy a bunch of things. Right. And you also need to know, are you someone that needs to see all of your items? If if you put it in a, a, a solid bin or a, a wicker basket where you can't see inside it, are you going to forget that that's there? And then you're going to buy more of that? Or, or do you need um, clear containers? You know, you need to know the type of person you are. And then you can also know what kind of bin, because you might be drawn to the pretty wicker baskets. But if you're going to forget that it's in there and then you're going to buy more and the stuff that's in there is going to go bad then that's defeating the purpose of getting organized. So you've got to pay attention to your own cues of what, what you do in your day-to-day -day routines as well. That makes complete sense. So we talk about day-to-day -day routines and we talk about kind of the, the way that our space almost defines or affects our mentality. Are, are there any ways that you've seen the benefits of, of your service extend to other parts of your clients' lives? I mean, for example, I know that when my desk is decluttered, I feel like I have a lot more mental space to, to be creative. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I don't know why I don't just keep my, my desk uh, in shape, but, good. but talk to me about some of the, maybe some of those examples you've seen for your clients. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I've never met a client that where after we organized and created systems and created a place for everything that they weren't better off, um, whether it's with their day-to-day -day activities, getting their kids out the door in the mornings, getting themselves or their spouses to work in the mornings. When you find a place for things, find a home for things and create a system and follow through with those, those things that we set up, then you're going to have so much more clarity in your life. Things are going to flow more efficiently. 
You're not going to be losing things, scrambling, being late, looking for items. Decluttering has so many benefits, not just in your you know everyday life, but mentally and, and with your focus and in that way as well. Yeah, I was thinking about that, thinking about safety. You know, mm-hmm. you know, especially if we're we're talking a home with small children that put things in their mouths or aging aging parents, you know, that could fall. I mean, I gosh. You know, as you're thinking about that, I thought, you know, this goes beyond just your house looking nice and, you know, mm-hmm. I can't find my case, you know, to, I mean, you know, really getting hurt. Right. It can, it can definitely become a hazard if you are collecting um, more stuff than you have space for and you're piling and um, blocking areas of your home. It can definitely become a hazard. And then, yeah, with little kids, um, picking up things that they don't need to pick up and being around things that could topple over on them. Um, and there's, there's all different levels of um, clutter affecting your life. And, you know, there's always the extreme hoarding, uh, which is not a, a common issue, but there are several clients that I help with that. And, um, you know, it's something that once you see the benefits of decluttering and organizing, you realize how easy it is to get there and how you can come back from that. Okay. So Katie, you say you love organizing (laughs) and you organize forever, but there's gotta be a job you don't love. I'm just, I mean, is there a job that you're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to have to take on that. You know, is there a job you don't love? No, I mean, to be completely honest with you, uh, you know, I fell in love with organizing. It's just something that's just in my nature that I love to do. But really, the best thing for me is having my clients find that clarity that we're talking about where, you know, they can park their car in their garage again, or they found a piece of paper that they've been looking for for months or, you know, after we've worked and we've created systems and decluttered and organized and they I look at their face and they think it, they have the expression of, oh, my gosh, and that weight is lifted. That's the best thing for me. So it doesn't matter if I'm in a dusty, dirty garage or a hot attic in the middle of the summer. It really, that doesn't matter to me. When I get that moment of clarity for my client, that, that makes it all worth it. Doesn't matter how dirty, how dusty, how sweaty, you know, the space is, it it makes it worth it. So gosh, I have what feels like drawers and drawers and boxes and boxes of papers and childhood toys and gifts from now passed on grandparents and other ephemera that I'll never take out and display or use ever again. But I, I can't just get rid of that stuff. So how can I honor those memories without turning my home into a boxed up museum? So my favorite way to uh, care for those memories and to keep those memories safe and secure for long-term is to use a memory box to create a memory box, which is a lidded file box. Um, You can use it for yourself, your children, your um, other family members, whoever, and it serves as a measuring tool. So you only have that much space to keep. And then once it's full, you either need to weed out or, um, you know, make some decisions on, on what you're keeping and why you're keeping those things. You, you need to get all of those memorabilia and, and the keepsakes together out of all the drawers in your home, bring them all into one place and see what all you're actually keeping. When it's spread out like that, it, it, there's no uh, real way to tell how much you're actually keeping. So maybe you've collected, you know, 50 trinkets from your grandmother's home. And really there's only two or three that are really special to you. So 
maybe you keep those two or three in the memory box and then the rest of them you pass around to other family members, cousins, brothers, sisters, that sort of thing. So when you get it all together and then you can see exactly how much you're keeping and holding on to, and then you're able to make those decisions of what you can pare down, what you can part with, and then what's really precious to you that you really want to hold on to. And then store them in the memory box and, and have that measuring tool to where you know you're not going to overkeep, you're not going to overstore, and it's not going to kind of take over your, your house. What are some of the fun things that people have found when you've, when you've done that with them? Um, gosh, you know, it really, it makes it easier for them to cherish those memories that they are keeping. Because when you have it, you know, stored all around your house, you, you might stumble upon, you know, a letter one day or a photo one day, but when you have it all together, you can sit down and focus and kind of appreciate those memories all together. Um, so, you know, it's anything from letters and pictures and childhood handprints and, um, you know, little things from school that show your personality at that, you know, at that age, things like that. And it's, and it's special to have that to, to go through when you want to, but it's not taking up your valuable everyday space in your kitchen drawers or um, your closet, things like that. Are your clients, um, are, are you finding your clients are in a certain age range or is it all ages? Are you, you know, what, who are your clients is what I'm trying to. My clients are, are usually in the age from about 30 to 70. So it's a pretty wide range of people and it's everyone from single moms to um, retirees to uh, empty nesters. Um, it's, it's, it's a, a large spectrum of people that I help in different ways, uh, but it's all the same goal as finding a more efficient way of doing life, uh, living more thoughtfully and more um, thoughtful about what you're bringing into your home, what's going out of your home, and just making life a little bit more easy and, and more efficient. Okay, so let's take like an example. Mary Scott. Mary Scott has three kids. Mary Scott has a busy husband, a job, and life is always busy. And the garage needs an overhaul and my closet needs an overhaul. And my, my desk is okay. Cause I'm, I'm kind of fastidious about my desk. Um, but like, oh, there's like the boxes in the attic and, you know, all the Christmas ornaments and the Christmas decorations and half of, I, you know, I opened the boxes some year and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I just close them again. And, you know, I, I will say this, that I, I will not let myself get a storage unit because I just feel like you, that's like a step too far. I should, the graveyard mm -hmm. of junk. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 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 Junk. So mm -hmm. I, I, and I'm not, you know, like if you came to my house, you wouldn't think it's cluttered. I actually don't like clutter. So I put things away, mm -hmm. but if you open a drawer, you know, and I just have to believe I'm not the only one out there like this. So absolutely. What, yeah. So tell me like, in the last few minutes, like, take me through, like, what do you do? Mary Scott calls you. Okay, Katie, you know, you make an appointment. You like, take us through how, how does that work? What do you do? So, yeah. Um, so we go from the initial phone call. Um, they kind of tell me what it is that they're um, having issues with, maybe what space it is that's bothering them, or maybe it's a whole house. 
um, whatever the scenario. And then we set up a consultation from there um, in the Shoals area, which is, you know, Florence, Muscle Shoals, Sheffield, Tuscumbia. I do offer a free consultation, which is 30 minutes to an hour long, where I come and meet you in your home. We go through, walk through the areas that are bothering them, whether it's their kitchen or garage or basement or closet. Um, and we talk about their needs and wants from the space, um, what they would ideally like it to look like once it's organized, what they'd be able to, what they would like to be able to do in that space once it's organized and decluttered. And then from there, um, we set up the sessions and the session can be either the client working with me. And obviously if there's a lot of decluttering to do, then I would, I, I like to have the client there with me, but it's, it's not that that doesn't always work out that way. So um, what I do is just work, you know, as quickly as efficiently as I can by myself and sort and categorize and, and um, contain things. And then I'll, I'll um, get the answers to some questions from the clients later on and um, then implement the organizing after we've done the declutter and purging process. But we either work together or I work alone and um, I have an assistant that comes with me and, and we just try to knock it out in the most efficient way and what works for that, that client in particular. So like I was talking earlier about the containers, what works for one client might not work for another. So if you're someone that has to be able to see your items to know that they're there to use them up, then we have to, you know, keep that in mind when we're organizing. Or if you're someone that is great with having things put away and remembering that they're there, then we can implement those types of strategies for those clients. So and you figure just, that out, and you and you mm -hmm. and this, whatever system you come up with is tailored to them. Right. Exactly. Yep. Because what works for me may not work for you. And I and I don't want to ever recreate the wheel for anyone. I don't want you to have to jump through hoops to put your keys away or jump through hoops to put your groceries away. I want to make it, you know, my goal is to make things efficient. So whatever that means for that client, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to make it, you know, as aesthetically pleasing as we can, but the aesthetics always are secondary to me. Um, if the client wants to do an overhaul on their bins and containers and everything to match, that's great. But if the, if another client doesn't have that big of a budget and they want to use what they have, that's fine too. We can still set up those same systems and um, organize it in a way that it's going to make your life easier. It does seem like sometimes when you watch the shows that like, you know, that's not what pantries or that's not what a mm -hmm. linen closet looks like. Nothing's tied up with little bows and, you know. Right. <laughs> I was gonna, on that note, I was going to say, I was looking at your, your Instagram and a thing I really like about it is that it shows very realistic and attainable results. Like right. you show that you don't have to go out and spend a bunch of money to create that system. And you don't have to like, you know, spend a bunch of money in this like huge re overhaul of your space to get it under control. And I really, I really mm -hmm. appreciate that about, about the work you do. Yeah. I, I, you know, I always start my Instagram photos. You'll notice they always start with the before picture because the before picture is what we're all used to. That's what our, our homes look like in general is the before picture. And I want people to know that if your home looks like this, we can make it more functional for you. And the after, you know, sometimes it's hard to um, relay what was actually done in the after photos, but it's, it's always a more functional space and it doesn't have to look like a Pinterest, you know, board. It, as long as you're able to get to what you need in a timely manner when you need it without jumping through hoops, that's a win. 
I could think that this would be really good to do. Like if you're making a big life change, you know, let's say you're going back to work after a period of time where you've been working part-time and, you know, or maybe, or maybe taking some time off with family or, you know, or let's say you've got a promotion and, you know, it's going to be, you know, crazy town for, you know, a while while you get, you know, your, you know, your, your, you know, you get your head around everything. And uh, a lot of our listeners are work oriented. And I can think that it would be, this would be really valuable to them at transition points. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it's valuable at any point, but it seems like, yeah, that's, it's just something that is that, do you ever get that? Like I'm, I'm making this big change and it's time to get organized. And Yes, totally. Um, because, you know, like you said, those big transitions that come in life, that's, that's a, a, its own form of chaos in itself. And so whatever we can do to make the other areas in your life really simple during those times, um, that'll, that'll really alleviate that stress that's going to come from those other transitions that you're going through. So I I hundred percent agree. And, and I do help my clients with that as well. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you sharing kind of some of the, the, the secrets behind the trade and, and some good advice for us as we um, always, I think, have, have room to improve our own personal systems, whether those be the physical ones around us or the mental ones that we build into our day. Um, again, our Bell Curve Book Club episode is coming up in early June, and we'll be doing Wonder Girl, The Magnificent Sporting Life of Babe Didrikson Zaharias. It's a great summer read. You can check it out um, by either going to your local bookstore and supporting them or going to uh, today's show notes at bellcurvepodcast.com and clicking the link there to purchase your own copy. It is fantastic to spend this time with y'all today. Please show your support for the show. If you find it, if you find it valuable and would like to invest in it and, and see us continue uh, on and what we do here at patreon.com slash bell curve pod. Thank you so much again, Katie. And thank you to all of you curvies. We really hope that you enjoyed today's show and hope you tune in again soon.